Okay, this is Micah Wynn and Pastor Anthony Wynn with Oasis Ministries. Uh, last week on the podcast, we talked a little bit about studying. I was asking Dad a whole lot of questions. How does he study for a sermon? How does he get a feeling for a sermon? All these things were pro, uh, prodding up and we just got some good ideas. Well, come to find out, people had a lot more questions. People had a, a lot more thoughts and things to ask. So this little video you're watching right now is going to be on how he studies and some tips and tricks on how to study the word. I have, I literally have hundreds and hundreds of books and sometimes I have just books scattered everywhere, but I wanted to think of something simple just where anybody can be part of. And if you have a, an iPhone or a Android Android phone, there's a, there's a little app. It's called eSword. eSword. And, and on the, it's called eSword HD and on iPhone it's called eSword LT. It cost us $5 and it, it's a, uh, back in the 90s, I bought computer programs and I went in with a with a brother here in town and you would spend hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars to unlock books, to unlock this concordance and unlock this dictionary. And for $5, you, you get the King James Version Bible, then you get about 10 other Bibles. If you, I like to, I only preach out of the King James, but I like to use some of these others as commentaries just to see what people's thoughts. Then you, then you get about 20 free commentaries. You get uh, five or 10 free dictionaries. You get uh, uh, program, different program books, and it is so worthwhile. So I just, so Sunday morning, I want to preach on the blood of Jesus. So I would just bring up my, bring up my eSword and just open it up, and I just type in blood. And this is just how I, I start running references and just see where the Lord leads me. My first one will come up in Genesis four and ten and he said what has i done the voice of thy brother's blood crieth unto me from the ground that automatically gets my attention because it's the first time in the whole bible the word blood is used so i would open up i would go to genesis then when i would go to genesis i would open up my commentaries and i would pick which commentary i wanted to i wanted to look at i have this many available i have a a adam abert barnes uh I have the biblical, the Bible Illustrator, the Exploratory Bible. I have John Gill. These these are wrote hundreds years ago. Just just stuff I like. I have F. B. Myers, who is an amazing man. Uh, I have the Sermon Bible, and I, and I just go through here and I find then I find one where let me cross reference again, and I'll go to to the next one. The Lord said, "Because the cry of Sodom and Gomorrah is great, and because their sin is very grievous." And I'll just begin to run and dig and cross-reference. Their cries come up before me. Here's a cry that's come up before God. And as I begin to do these cross-referencing, goes back and forth. So I'll go back to, to the blood again. The voice of thy brother's blood crieth unto me from the ground. So the words I'll, I'll dig out here. I'll look up the word blood. I'll run it. Then I'll look up the word crieth. And I'll find if there's another. And then I just start pulling my thoughts together. And in this, you can simply copy take it over to pages or notes or something and paste it and you begin to build a sermon. Then you, you build it and you pray over it and you go over it and you add something, you take a verse away, you add something and you till you get till you get to sermon. Because if it don't speak to your heart, man or woman of God, it's not going to speak to your congregation. And if it don't feed you, it's not going to feed them. And if you look over it and you're not excited about it, I'll work sometime on a whole sermon. I mean, I'll work for days. In fact, I did a week ago. Work for days. Then, then Saturday, I told Sheila, I said, 
I said, you know, this must just been for me a personal study. This, this is not what I can preach. Then I have to start all over and, and to build. So, so I have literally hundreds of sermons I've worked on that probably just my personal studies I'll never preach, but this is the way I study. And so I, I call it just, just running from verse to verse. Add some thoughts on that, Mike. Okay, so on the tech side of it, okay. Um, I'm just going to ask a few questions. Please. First off, you you don't do anything on a laptop anymore, do you? Very little. Very little. So when you build a sermon, we all have one of these. Yeah. Everything can be done on this. If you want to simplify it to make it a little faster, a tablet makes yeah. this easier. I use an iPad. It's just the the iPad makes this easier, don't way it? Way easier. And then you'll you'll see, Pastor. He gets up. He actually preaches and uses his iPad because he has all his notes and everything put into one space. And it's King James. It takes nothing away from the Word of God. You know, uh, in in Bible days, they didn't have a book. They had scrolls. So if, if you're going to be hard on me about not carrying a book, and I have I have a dozen Bibles. I love my Bible. But if you're going to be hard on me about uh, carrying an iPad and not a book, then you need to go back and carry a scroll because Jesus didn't have a book. They had scrolls. I, I believe firmly if there's technologies advanced, why would we not use it to further the kingdom? Oh, yes, yes. So right here, we're able, in a sermon, we're able to do this where it would take us four or five additional hours to use an actual concordance to chase down oh, the blood. days. Days. Literally, <laughs> Literally days. Okay. Yeah. I've never yeah. had to use a full yeah. concordance oh, without just, using this, what he's taught and, me. And the lettering is so tiny. It's just, time you get through, you're just so wore out. But, and another thing, I can, I can wake up at two o'clock in the middle of the night and, and I don't have to turn a light on and disturb Sheila. I can just get my iPad and, and sit there and my little Sheila can rest and I can just read the Word of God. And boy, when you read that Bible, it comforts you. Amen. Yeah. So here's something I'm doing now. Uh, I'm reading through my Bible on my iPad and my iPhone. And I've never done this for. I always just like to read with my book. But every time I read a chapter, I highlight the first verse. Okay. So... So that means that, that that chapter has been read. Okay, so you're reading you're reading through right See, now. Here, here's a I question just, for you. You're reading through and you study. What takes higher priority? That's my struggle now, reading through the Bible. I get to read and I thought, I'm gonna read I'm gonna read half of a, a Genesis. I'm just gonna sit down and read it. I read about two chapters, I say, Oh, I've never seen that before. And and I still going to read through the Bible, but I just start chasing and running references. But before long, I'm weeping, I'm crying. The spirit of the Lord's fail, you know. Uh, I was doing that in Genesis the other day, and I was I was like, I'm going to finish Genesis tonight. And then I got in a story that caught my attention. Then I got interested in the science part of it, and I went back and forth, back and forth. Before I know it, in one chapter, I had two hours involved. Well, well, the, the other, and Jesse, Jesse helped me find stuff. The other night I'm reading, you know, and I've read through the Bible uh, over 50 times, just cover to cover. And but the other night I'm reading in Genesis, and 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 I've read it, and I've preached it, and I've read it, and uh, Adam and Eve, they sinned, and they made them coats of, uh, they made fig leaf covering, they got themselves covered, and, the, and then the Lord comes to him, he said, well, Adam, where art thou? And he said, I was naked and I hid myself. But he wasn't naked. He had fig leaves covering. I never caught that before. But when he got around God, he said, nothing's hid from God. He said, these fig leaves cover me around Eve. These fig leaves cover me around all the animals. 
these fig leaves cover me from the sun and the moon, but God, nothing's hid in your presence. I've never caught that before. Mm-hmm. So, so I just quit reading and I started chasing. And I found out, and I went on and all through the Bible, found there's, there's nothing. If I make my bed in hell, he's there. He sees it. If, if, if I run, you know, there's nothing hid from God. So that, that's tough on my Bible reading when I find stuff instead of just reading chapter, chapter. I start and young Christians, I encourage them to start reading in Saint John and in Psalms. Amen. Read a little bit in Saint John. That that John is so in the beginning was the word. And it, it it tells it makes Jesus a person. It makes him the Lamb of God, your lamb, your sacrifice. Then you go to Psalms and he makes him your shepherd. I had a, I had a thought about that the other day. Okay. We just now I just now found out that they probably had a trench around it. Okay. Did you know about that? I've just now recently been hearing about this, yeah. So I wondered how the walls could fall down flat. If God just crushed them and they fell in that ditch, I mean, they would lit, he would fill the ditch and then literally, because I know God does miracles, but he uses circumstance to bring miracles. Mm -hmm. And no earthquake could make them all fall down flat, but if God would just push down on it, he'd just crumble right into that and he'd literally walk in on level. Be nothing to crawl over, nothing. I just thought that, I thought. I, see, that's the kind of stuff I enjoy. I like seeing some of the history that goes along with it, too. Uh, uh, I'm 18 years old. One of my first sermons is preached, you know, that no matter what you're facing, God will let you walk through on dry ground. No matter how big Pharaoh is and how wide the Red Sea is, God will let you walk through. And I know others have shared this, but literally, two weeks later, Atlanta Constitution that came out, it was no big miracle. The Red Sea was only knee-deep, ankle-deep. It was no big miracle they walked across and that thing, the devil just hit me. I think I hear the Lord whisper in my heart, "No big deal, son. What a great miracle! The greatest army in the world was drowned in knee-deep water." So either either way, it's a miracle. Whether God rolled back six inches of water, or whether He drowned Pharaoh in six inches of water. And something that else that I, I like the to study about it says they walked across on dry land. They've done some studies in that area, and they found a sidewalk underneath. Because not only would you have to move the water, it'd be feet the of sludge. Oh, if anybody has ever hooked up, went fishing, there is a ton of stuff at the bottom of water. And they moved all that back to where it was dry. I just got me a sermon I'm going to preach. God's going to leave your testimony for somebody's sidewalk to tell the next generation he visited you. I, I prayed last night, and I, I, I wasn't going to share this out openly, but I prayed last night. I said, God, I want our community to know that you have visited the Wynn family. I want people to know that that we, we, we're we just little old people, but we have a great big God. Amen. I, want, I don't want people to see us. I want them to see him, know that he has a people in the land. Right. Proud of you, Mike. I love you, and I'm sure loving this. I have an ideal. Okay. When you'll get together, if you're interested in us doing this, you know what a Bible study I'd like for me, and you just do some and let people be part of it. Is Revelation. We just start digging in Revelation a little bit. Everybody's looking for the beast and the false prophet. I see Genesis. Revelation, it's a revelation of Jesus Christ. It's We're not going under. The beast is not going to win. The false prophet's not going to conquer. Behold the Lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the world. It's Christ in you, the hope of glory. Satan came to kill, steal, and destroy. But Jesus came to give life and to give it more abundantly. We have abundant life through Christ. Amen. We're the we're the victorious. We're the winners. We're the conquerors. We're the overcomers. It it is exhausting seeing so many people 
looking at Revelation is just pessimistic. Oh, yeah. yeah. I like this. I read the end of the book, We Win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jesse told me the other day, uh, Kara will watch it. I don't know if your kids are like this. She'll watch one cartoon over and over and over. And there was this little cartoon character, and he was trapped. And Jesse said, there's something just so comforting knowing they're going to win. And I'm telling you, we, we look at this thing, there's something comforting knowing we're going to win. She's no watching, doubt, no question. She's watching Nemo today. And she's puny and mock, mock. Babe's holding her. And they, they, they're getting Nemo. And she said, it's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. I didn't saw the end of the, end of the movie. It's going to be all right. We love you. Thank you. God bless you. Please pray for us. Thank you. God bless you. God bless you.